Luke, unidentified intruders. You're absolutely right, Jim. From the look of things, I'd say they were several hours away from our Prime 3 security sector. I concur with your astute observation, pal. Well, we'll have to have them blown up then, don't you agree? Well, normally, yes, but uh, they could be invited intruders. Who ever heard of invited intruders? If they were invited, they wouldn't be intruders. They'd be invitees, and we'd be having them down for drinks and cheesy bits, not blowing them up. Oh, yeah, right. But we'd only have to blow them up if the planetary intruder squad finds out. We're the planetary intruder squad, remember? Oh, yeah. We have to blow them up. Once again, I defer to your infinite wisdom. Right. Well, five, a four, three, two. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And this is episode 75. We're talking space cases. A day in the life. (laughs) Yeah. Finally digging We're here. Yeah, we're here. Um, We... Is this a show you really remembered at all? I definitely remembered it. Saw it sporadically as a kid, but uh, never... Didn't catch a lot of it. Yeah. I think it was just the moment where I was starting to, like, maybe have stuff to do on Saturday or something. I was surprised how late it came out. Yeah. I thought it was, like, really early on. Right. So I was, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one. Uh, so we definitely checked out that unaired pilot, yeah. Breath breath of a Salesman. Breath of a Salesman. <laughs> um, and this episode's definitely, I think, like, you could tell they had had more of a budget yes. and uh, it was a little yeah. better done. But um, it, uh, it was interesting. Before we do that, there's some breaking Nick news, so we'll sound the air horn here. Uh, so it was announced this week that Nick Splat has launched a streaming service on VRV, uh, where tons of Nick shows mm. are going to be featured if you pay the premium price. Yes. yes. <laughs> Did you sign up? Uh, I didn't sign up, mm-hmm. um, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought, it is really cool. Um, and there's some other good stuff on there. Uh, Crunchyroll, specifically, yeah. for me, like anime. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like with just a few more channels, they'll really be holding something. Yeah. Um, I, but they're pretty good. Yeah. And it seems like something we've kind of talked about of how... How doesn't this quite exist yet? Yeah. Um, yeah, they have a lot of the Nick classics. I mean, they're missing some stuff. We yeah. noted this week they're missing The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Um, but, I mean, I'm real excited about, like, they got Slew Shorts, Hey Dude, yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark, Doug, Racco. Um, a lot of the stuff you'd want yeah. to see. Uh, so I, I signed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not. I signed up for free. And uh, so I quickly found out as I clicked on an episode that, yeah, he yeah. had to become a premium <laughs> member. T- yeah, it's $10 a month, pretty much, I think, to have yeah. access to all of it. And even once you do, I think right now they only have, like, a season of a show, mm. maybe two, um, but still much more than existed previously. I wonder, did you check out Salute Your Shorts, specifically? Oh, uh, what they have? Just, uh, I mean, an episode. Um, I'm just curious if it if the quality's really good mm. since they're getting it from an official source. I haven't watched... Eh. No, I haven't streamed it through yet. Uh, I know they have the first season of Salute Your Shorts. Eh. Um, but uh, I... Pr- we'll see. I, eh. I'll, probably, I'll probably check it out. Um, so uh, cool. that's that's kind of cool. Um, 
but uh, we love hearing from you guys as well. Um, we're gonna do two now. They're gonna be space case themed, <laughs> and then we'll good. We'll do two after our um, talk about space cases, and we're gonna do a call that with Chris. So uh, we'll do a couple emails too after our uh, talk. But a couple people had really kind of urged us to do space cases, which I think surprised us yeah. both. <laughs> um, but cool, I'm happy people did. So uh, the person who had really been championing it was uh, Richie, uh, and he sent us this message. He said, just started listening to your podcast. It's freaking genius. <laughs> My favorite episodes are the ones where you talk about Salute Your Shorts and The Adventures of Pete and Pete. All the analysis and trivia is both funny and informative. Will you guys be doing any episodes about space cases? Here we are. I think we are. Uh, that is a show that I always enjoyed, or at least tried to enjoy. I was about 10 years old uh, when the show premiered, and I loved, I loved it. But being the youngest of seven kids, it was hard to watch. While watching the show, my older sisters would tell me how the show looked stupid or weird and would just change the channel on me. If my sisters weren't giving me a hard time, my brothers would. They would either be teasing me about having a crush on Catalina or uh, another brother would be making cat calls at the TV about how hot Catalina was or, you know, all that stuff, uh, which made me uncomfortable and want to walk away. As the years went on, uh, some of my brothers and sisters moved away uh, and then the show was canceled by then. Occasionally, I could catch a rerun and enjoy the heck out of it. Many years later, I moved away. In fact, uh, my first night of living alone, I chowed down a bunch of Chef Boyardee, <laughs> something my mom would never let me have. And thanks to YouTube, I was able to enjoy every single episode of Space Cases without interruption. <laughs> it was an amazing night. Right after I researched Space Cases, read all the notes and reasons why it was canceled and cast interviews, read every single article I could find. Um, so if there was ever such a thing as a space cases expert, I am I am the one. <laughs> so I hope you guys uh, put your genius heads together and do a show about space cases. Um, well, I will go now. Uh, I'll leave you a five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and so, yeah. Um, and then he also sent us a site. So there is a site out there called spacecasestv.com, oh. which is... Um, Looks like it hasn't really been touched since the 90s, <laughs> but it has the episode synopsis yeah. and uh, some trivia and just little like facts and yeah. stuff. So uh, if anybody wants to kind of check out that, that's spacecasestv.com. <laughs> cool. Uh, so kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Th thank you, Richie, for urging us on. Yeah, I hope we can live up to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is from Vincent. He says, hey, guys. Even though Space Cases has aged like milk and not a fine line, this was an absolute favorite of mine when it would air during summer afternoons. I remember it airing around the time I was being introduced to the Star Wars trilogy, mm. so anything space-related was a good time. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, I spy Mark Hamill. I also spy Walter Emmanuel Jones. Classic Power Rangers memories. I also spy a low budget, but that's another story. <laughs> if Betty Ann was here, it would probably be called The Tale of the Galaxy Garbage. <laughs> Jeez, I thought you liked it. <laughs> In space, nobody can hear you scream at bad effects. <laughs> Even though I have many good memories of the low budget space frolic that is space cases, I forgot how much I hated Catalina's scream. Ugh. I had to mute the volume every time. <laughs> That scream was causing flashbacks of that loud Lucasfilm THX promo before a movie. Oh, that thing is too loud. <laughs> <laughs> and if you remember Tiny Toons, the audience is now deaf. <laughs> I still enjoy that 
opening theme, though. It's no Hey Sandy, but it gets the job done. Keep up the great work and looking forward to the next installment. P.S. There's a bomb in the lasagna. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thanks, Vince. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we are, in a moment, going to talk about space cases. Yeah. Before we do, we're going to take a look back at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, a Day in the Life airs on Saturday, March 16th, 1996, at 8.30 wow, p.m. It's a snick. Yeah. Man. So it's... I mean, I'm not that old, but uh, I just, I, I, yeah, I just didn't catch yeah. it. Yeah. Which is strange because I think like you, or like me, you were also interested in kind of Star Trek, yeah, Star yeah. Wars, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Especially they, being on SNCC, I would have expected to catch it during that first run. Right. I don't but, know if they didn't market it very mm. well. Yeah, because I was, my dad was big on Star Trek. I was into it and watching this, I, I really thought to myself, I should have yeah. liked, liked the show. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, that's not the case. So it is a uh, SNCC show. Uh, it's season one, this episode, uh, in episode three, um, it was supposed to be, I guess, episode two. Yeah. Um, which yeah. makes sense when you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, aired third. Um, so here's what happens in March of 1996. Uh, there's a no, there's a new toll-free 888 area code introduced in the USA. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's, <laughs> 888. Pretty, yeah, toll-free. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty recent, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first surface photos of Pluto were photographed by the Hubble telescope. Kind of cool. Hmm. And uh, I think, what, Neat. last year, a year and a half ago, our clearest pictures ever of Pluto. Hmm. Really cool. Um... Sri Lanka beat Australia uh, by seven wickets to win the World Cup. <laughs> uh, so congrats to them. The 16th Golden Raspberry Awards, mm. the Razzies, yeah. are held that month. Uh, the big winners, a lot of wins for showgirls, uh, including uh, picture yes, and director. <laughs> uh, but Polly Shore wins for jury duty. Oh, man. <laughs> you like jury duty? Yeah. All right. Uh, Elizabeth Berkeley wins for Showgirls, and Dennis Hopper wins uh, for Best Supporting Actor for Waterworld. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, Razzies. Pe- yeah, yeah Razzies. <laughs> People really hated Waterworld. Yeah, I think um, unfairly. I agree. Um, I think it had to have been because of the big budget at the time that was kevin costner huge budget i think people's expectations were i don't know who knows what they were jurassic park (laughs) yeah yeah but it's very good i mean i've watched it many times over the years and i still really like it yeah a little zany but it's uh Yeah. yeah it's good uh, the Academy Awards are also held that month, the 68th Academy Awards. Mm. The big winner is Braveheart that year. Mm. Um, but in acting, Nicolas Cage wins for Leaving Las Vegas, and Susan Sarandon wins for Dead Man Walking. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, the USA uh, issues a newly redesigned $100 bill that month. I always like when they redesign the currency. <laughs> you do. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. <laughs> like when you, when you see it for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really a thrill. Could be fun. <laughs> uh, the Cleveland Browns, who had at that point left Cleveland, uh, choose their new name in their new city of Baltimore. They call themselves the Ravens uh, in honor of Edgar Allan Poe and his poem. Mm. Um, I believe the only professional for- sports franchise named after a piece of literature. <laughs> kind of cool. Sounds 
<laughs> right? <laughs> uh, WrestleMania 7 uh, is held that month. Shawn Michaels beats Bret Hart for the WWF title. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so, pretty exciting. Uh, Mandela uh, divorces that month at the, uh, after 38 years of marriage. And this mm. would have been really during the height of his um, yeah. popularity in yeah. South Africa. Uh, so it's curious. Yeah. And then several actors make their debut in films that month, including most notably Will Arnett, uh, his first film, which I forgot to write down what it was. <laughs> uh, and then kind of a lesser known actor, but really good. He's like a journeyman, uh, Joel Egerton, uh, who's, who's, you'd know him to I know see his him. Name, but um, he was I in Loving it. and uh, um, The Gift. Uh, was he in the gift? He is the creepy guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you wrote and directed that. Oh, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, so he's a really good actor. Um, there's another movie I really like with him called um, Midnight Special. Oh, good one. yeah. 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 Uh, so that's a little bit about March of 1996. Uh, music that month. Uh, for three weeks, One Sweet Day, which we've talked about before, One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. And this ended their run at number one. That song, well, I guess how many weeks that song was number one? It's, by the way, the longest um, longest in history at number one. Still? Yeah. It holds, wow. It's tied now. It's tied. Uh, um, uh, 50 weeks. Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, 16. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> um, 16, but last year, Despacito uh, tied it. So, hmm. um, yeah, but that's crazy, 16 weeks. Its run was ended by Celine Dion in the song Because You Loved Me, uh, which was number one for two weeks that month. So, uh, also released that month, we have Iggy Pop, uh, Iggy Pop album, a Weird Al album, uh, which feat, uh, I think the album Bad Hair Day, which is, uh, I think, one of his more popular yeah. ones. Hanson releases Mbop, but it's not the version uh, most people know. So, 97 is when they really blew up. Uh, but the, the original version of Boombop is like more of a demo and it's slower. Huh. It's kind of strange. But yeah, that, <laughs> the original Boombop came out in March of 96. Uh, it would be like a year later until they released the version we know. Strange. Yeah. Uh, Bare Naked Ladies have an album. Prince has, has an album. Busta Rhymes. Uh, Neutro Milk Hotel. Uh, the Verve Pipe. And uh, uh, what else we got here? Nickelback's first album mm. comes out that month. Hesher. <laughs> Uh, and then one of my favorite albums of all time, um, Super Drag, Regretfully Yours. Oh, great album, yeah. Very good. Mm. Uh, you've been hearing a little bit of it behind <laughs> us through, through the music segment since I'm not really in the mood for Celine Dion or Mariah mm. Carey. <laughs> uh, and then that month, the Sex Pistols announced that they would be reuniting for a 20th anniversary tour. Uh, and then Phil Collins announces that month that he would be leaving Genesis to focus on his solo career. Yeah. What do you think about that? I guess I get it. After so long, you know, if you really think you got something, yeah, I get it. I get it. All right. It's just a <laughs> difficult thing to stinks if you're leave Genesis. everybody around in behind you. Yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, movies of 1996 March. Uh, for one week up close and personal, 
which I, I don't, don't know what that is. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the rest of the month, for four weeks, which is unbelievable to me, four weeks, The Birdcage uh, with Robin Williams <laughs> and Nathan Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's even crazier is that, I'm, so I looked it up, because uh, to me, four weeks was baffling, but it <laughs> didn't even make the top ten grossing films for the year. Wow. Which is crazy. You could be number one. Yeah. I guess March what is type? just yeah. March oh, is March. just a bad yeah. month to be number one. I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, I I know it's a pretty popular movie with a lot of people. Uh, also released that month was Down Periscope. Oh yes, <laughs> I believe that's a Kelsey Grammer. It uh, is. <laughs> riding high on his Frasier fame. Yeah. <laughs> um, Homer Bound Two: Lost in San Francisco. Oh. <laughs> Oh, good. We can watch the dogs walk around some more. Uh, Ed, uh, I think featuring Matt LeBlanc. Ah, uh, yes. And a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I remember, I recall distinctly um, during college, Chris, Chris had a poster of Ed really? on his wall. Yeah. I lived with Chris. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe this was after college. <laughs> oh, okay. Shortly after college. <laughs> like, I don't remember having an Ed poster in the room. His uh, uh, tastes matured yeah, as he got oh, sure. you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what, there was wasn't there like two monkey movies around the same time? I found Dunstan checks in. Maybe? Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that maybe, was a good one. Maybe he progressed to Dunstan checks in. Also released that month, uh, flirting with disaster with Ben Stiller, uh, hmm. Sergeant Bilko, which seems to keep coming up. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, and Wait, then is Sergeant Bilko? What? Who's the Steve Martin? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, my favorite of the month, without a doubt, uh, Fargo. Oh, Fargo. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Uh, and then video games of 1996, March. Uh, Super Mario RPG mm. Legend of the Seven Stars was released for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> uh, Kirby Superstar Ooh, is released for Super one. Nintendo. Uh, Resident Evil, the first one ever, is released on PS1. Mm. Pretty popular yeah. game. Uh, Panzer Dragoon mm. 2 is released, and uh, Dragon Ball Z Hyper Dimension is released for Super Nintendo. <laughs> I believe that's a Japanese-only game, but oh, really? But pretty good. You've played <laughs> it's it? fighting game. Yeah. Okay, and, uh, that's a good month for games. Which yeah. which there would you? Um, definitely. What was the first one again? Uh, it was Super Mario RPG. Oh yeah, that one. Okay, definitely. Yeah. Uh, solid, yeah, solid month. Uh, so that's a little bit about March of 1996. But as you said, we are here to talk about space cases, yeah. a day in the life, mm. with some guest stars. Yeah, a couple of, as we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the episode starts with a lovely uh, <laughs> tracking problem. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Mrs. Davenport is... You, you mean if you're watching the Illegally <laughs> yes, Download? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's that classic, I, you just pressed record on a VHS tape, so <laughs> you can't hear anything, and it looks kind of scrambled, and then it just cuts in. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> and I searched for a better quality one, but could not yeah. find it anywhere. Besides that moment, this it, the yeah, quality's good. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to go check it out, it's, uh, I forget, Daily Motion. Or no, YouTube. it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah it's on YouTube. Uh, so Mrs. Davenport is telling everyone on the Krista that they're going to have to start following a schedule. <laughs> or, as uh, she says... Uh, what did she say? A sh- oh, a schedule. Sh- <laughs> a schedule. <laughs> yeah. Delma? Yes? 
we will be creating a schedule and it will be part of your job to help us keep to it. Tip-top priority. Yes, Miss Davenport. You will all find that only through organization will we be able to keep out of trouble. Um, and they... It's like a school, basically, I guess. They're on a spaceship. Yeah. It's an academy for yeah. kids all over the galaxy. Yeah. You know, you have some kids from Andromeda, some kids from, I think, Venus or... There yeah. seems to be almost, though, like, the title sequence seems to suggest that maybe they got lost. Mm-hmm. Like, their ship is wandering and trying to get back home. Yeah. But then there's some things that they say that almost seem like... Well, we're on our way back home. Like it's not a problem oh. or something. They're definitely so, different species. Like different. Yeah, there's different species. Yeah, but what they're doing out in the space <laughs> is the. I think they're. It's definitely an academy. Um, I think there is the idea that you can rise up to be. I want to call it a star dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, a star dog. <laughs> I did not catch a, that. A star but... dog is like I think the highest you can be okay. as part of this. Um, Harlan, who we'll meet later, mm-hmm. he's a human. His dad was, I think, top star yeah. dog. Uh, I think we learn a little later his dad died. But um, anyway, Davenport is, I think, both the vice principal and their teacher yeah. on the yeah. crew. She seems to be the kind of in-charge person on the yeah. ship. And the ship is called, did you see? The Krista. The Krista. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so meanwhile, we see a couple of Ferner Herna aliens from the Planetary Intruder Squad spot the Krista drifting through their sector and they decide to blow up their ship. Yeah. And here we have the opening credits. <laughs> Which is a, a decent opening. Yes. You know, yeah. looks pretty good for this time. Not bad. It's a little long, but... Um... Yeah, a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, Vince mentioned enjoying the theme song. Yeah. And it's okay. It's like a... It's one of those describing theme songs. Yes. Like, and it gets really pretty detailed, detailed. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um but i think kind of for this show you might need it a little bit yeah i mean I there's a lot of characters um yeah. but it's okay i mean yeah. i can live with it <laughs> so so far we have davenport saying they need to follow a strict yes. schedule we see them drift into airspace they yeah. shouldn't be in the two aliens that we meet are very funny yes um, well okay Oh, I think very funny. All right, all right. <laughs> we'll have Chris. They definitely the have a certain type of humor. Uh, yeah. Uh, so who are they? So uh, the aliens. You mean who are they in real life? I guess both the characters, <laughs> their names, and in real life. Um, I don't think we get their names. Oh do yeah, we? as yeah, the yeah. aliens. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, their, uh, their names are. <laughs> their names are Jin J I N and Pell P E L. Oh, huh. Um, I that somehow. And they have. Very thick accents in yes. the style of. I don't know what the style all of the Beatles. Oh, that's the whole the name of the episode. A day in the life yeah, is the Beatles. I got that, yeah. but oh, you think that's why they have oh, those accents? Definitely. Oh, in Jin okay. and well, I'll, this is part of my trivia. But Jin and Pell is supposed to be yeah. a play on John and Paul. Oh, huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Stretching a little, I think. But all right. Uh, who are they played by? That's the exciting um, part. Yeah, they're played by Mark Hamill and yep. Billy Moomy. That's right. Of. Uh, Star Wars. Lost in Space and well, oh. Billy Moomy, Lost in Space, Twilight Zone, Mark Hamill, of course, Star Wars, Luke Skywalker, yeah, which is un- pretty unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, they mu- <laughs> he must have been friends with Billy Moomy or something, and they must have known each other. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing he likes doing sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we get back to the aliens, and before they destroy the Krista, they decide to send a warning. Right. Pal, send them a message. Great idea. What shall we say? 
They're very polite. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, Thelma, the ship's android, right. in a data-type role. Very data-ish. I mean, <laughs> yeah. wackier, but yes. even her look. Yeah. She kind of looks... light skin. That super light skin. Like, yeah. white. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, she. So Thelma receives the message from the aliens and thinks that she should warn the crew, but she gets sidetracked keeping up with the new schedule. We go to the kids... Catalina's practicing her screaming. Oh. <laughs> I'll say. And Thelma wakes up the rest of them and gathers them for breakfast. Mm-hmm. You are becoming rather skilled with your sonic powers, Catalina. This is nothing. Really skilled Saturnians can knock down a building with a single blast. Although it'll take me years of practice to get that good. Well, that sounds very impressive. It is. I was showing Rosie, but she took off. Something about an earache. Anyway, want to see? All right. Brace yourself. Velma tries to warn them of the incoming threat, but she runs out of time before the next thing that happens in the schedule. <laughs> yeah, because Davin- Davenport, I think the way she phrased it, is that it's tip-top priority yes, that yeah. um, Thelma not break schedule. Yeah. So we see this constant battle of Thelma trying to break the news that missiles are yeah. headed And it way. makes sense, like, the robot taking it Literally. super... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the Fernaherna, having not heard back from the Krista after their warning, continue to discuss blowing up the ship. Well, this is a fine how do you do. We give them the opportunity to save their necks and they ignore us. That's it then. If we don't hear from them soon, they're space dust. They'll probably hold it against us. What, after they're dead? Well, yeah, sure. Not before that, certainly. Pal, if they're dead, they won't care. Oh, yeah. I never thought of it that way. You know, blowing them up could be really dramatic and exciting. A big event in an otherwise boring day. Oh, yeah. Blowing them up could be a real highlight of the week. The kids are in class, and Davenport tells them that on the trip back, they will each be responsible for an important position on the Krista. During our trip back, each of you will be assigned to important posts on the Krista. Great. I want to be captain and run the ship like my dad. Harlan. <coughs> I think I'm a little bit more qualified than you. My grades are better, and plus, Susie and I are both engineering geniuses. Catalina, what is wrong with your voice? Nothing. It's just I have to build up strength. Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. I know a good throat remedy, Cat. Say, maybe I could become a medical officer. I'll be in charge of mess. You mean food. That too? <clears throat> to help the commander and I determine your posts, one of your assignments will be to keep a journal. Record important thoughts of the day. It will help us and you define what you are best suited to. Susie, too? No, Susie's exempt. Catalina, we will have to have a long talk about Susie. During free study, 
we see the kids work, start to work on their journals. Catalina found out and told me. Herman's uh, dad was killed by Andromedans, by people, during the war. But that was years ago, and we're at peace now. Just, it just seems like I'm always on shaky ground with him. Catalina keeps practicing her screaming yeah. until she loses her voice and breaks the ship's control console. Yeah. Which is interesting that somehow that control console broke, but... <laughs> nothing else. No, yeah, nothing, yeah, everything else on the ship's fine. Yeah, so this is a good moment. Uh, there's a commander. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yeah. Goddard, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we... Did, did we see him already? Uh, in the episode, he's at the very start. When okay. Davenport's giving the schedule, oh, he's yeah, kind of yeah. like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Fernherna finally get impatient, and they fire at the Krista. And Thelma tells Catalina about the threat once the missiles are already on their way. This is going to hurt us far more than it will then. Really? No, of course not. I just said that to spare your feelings. I know how sensitive you are. Oh, you're a really good person, Jen. You know that you really are. Well... But before they hit, yeah. I think it'd be a good time for a yeah. 90s commercial. Hey, you know the really cool thing about being a grown-up? You can order Pizza Hut pizza whenever you feel like it. Heck, you can even eat 23 slices. Okay, okay, there is one bad part. You will have to work. Let's turn to the overhead. Or not. Introducing the Flipper Squirt Toys from the summer hit Flipper and Pizza Hut. Scar and Flipper are $1.69 each with a purchase of any pizza. They're so much fun, even you'll like them. Pizza Hut, you'll love the stuff we're made of. When you got Play-Doh, whoa, anything goes. My mother has a garden, and now I've got one too. The Play-Doh Rose Garden. Look what I made for you. I've got irises and daisies, carnations and a rose. The sweetest smelling flower, all made with Play-Doh. In bloom with the Play-Doh Rose Garden. Make red, white, and pink flowers that look and smell real. The sweetest smelling flowers, all made with Play-Doh. Oh, I love them a bunch. Anything goes. Whoa! With Play-Doh. Play-Doh brand Rose Garden comes as shown. Good stuff. <laughs> I think that might have even been a natural commercial break in the episode. It's a good time for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think Thelma makes like a weird. Or it's like a off-putting joke about how they won't be alive. Like, it won't matter because they won't be alive. Yes. And Catalina's like, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Catalina, somewhat funny it, to describe her look. She's got kind of cool rainbow hair. Yes, yeah, she's the one with rainbow hair. Um, her power is a sonic scream. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's kind of her thing. <laughs> um, but we also we've also seen a little bit so far the other character, the alien character, um, um, Bova. I don't think we see much of Bova. Bova has the antennas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's like not, barely in this episode. Not much. Weirdly. Um, yeah, Bova's not in it very much. We've met Harlan, who is yes, the human. Um, we we've met Radu. Redu. He's an Andromedan. Yeah, he's almost like the. Uh, he almost feels like Klingonish. Yeah, he's got like spiral ears. Yeah, and like not long much, hair. Yeah, not yeah. much of a personality. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's one more. Rosie. Um, Rosie. Yeah. Yes. And she's purple pinkish. Yeah, pinkish skin. She's from Mercury. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Rosie, I guess that's how they came up with the name. She can produce vast amounts of heat at will. Uh-huh. That's her power. <laughs> 
So Commander Goddard manages to repair the control console, and along with Harlan and Radu, they discover the, the incoming missiles finally. Hmm. The missiles unfortunately hit the Krista, but fortunately, Harlan managed to raise the shields just in time, protecting them from destruction. A couple things here. Um, One, the missiles about to hit the ship is pretty much, I wrote like a MacGruber sketch from SNL (laughs) where it's just shot after shot of them just about to hit it. Like, (laughs) we're running out of time, MacGruber. But it was comical because, yeah, it's just, they... I also kind of felt like in this future world, mm-hmm. like these regular missiles, it mm-hmm. just seemed kind of strange. It was really weird. You know? Yeah. Like they weren't like blasts of light or anything. They no. were just like regular <laughs> today- missiles yes. that we have now. Yes, you know? exactly. Um, and then the other thing, I, when they first, uh, when he tells them to raise the shields, yeah. I think Red Dew asks Goddard, how do you raise the shields? And Goddard yes. says, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> this is a still tracking us. Where do you raise the shields? How do I do that? I don't know. Because the commander. I, I felt like that was supposed to play into the like positions on the ship. Like mm-hmm. once you're in that position, that's your job, and you don't do anything else. That makes sense. Expertise. But, yeah. Not that it's a good idea, but <laughs> you know. Um, so Catalina tries to warn Goddard, Harlan, and Radu about the Fernaherna, but she can't speak because her voice is out from the yelling. Yep. And she has to resort to charades. Charades? Oh, this is insane. Okay, Cat. One word, two syllables. First syllable. Nose hair. A stink bottle, it's sure. Can you let her get started? Okay, first syllable sounds like. It is nose hair. Nose. Nostril. Uh, smell. It sounds like smell. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. Second syllable. Sounds like laugh. Uh, ha ha. Doma. Luckily, they figure out that Catalina is trying to say Thelma. And Thelma quickly comes to their rescue and explains exactly what's happening. Yeah. Goddard's not too happy that she put the schedule priority ahead of yes, them he's about to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to give our target credit. They're nimble little devils. They are. You have to admire them, really. Absolutely. You have to give them a pat on the back, say, well done, lads. You You have to blow them to free floating atoms with a super anti-intruder attack missiles. Do we really? I mean, those are expensive missiles. If we miss, we'll get yelled at. Well, then, we'd better not miss. Super anti-intruder attack missiles launched. That's it, then. Even if they contact us now, apologizing profusely, they haven't got a prayer. Kim, look. It's them. They're contacting us and apologizing profusely. crew of the Krista finally get in touch with the Fernaherna, but they've already launched super anti-intruder attack missiles. Yeah. So, I assume <laughs> even more devastating missiles that they can't escape. Oh, they said, like, you know, it's really nice getting to know you, but yeah, yeah, this is it for you guys. <laughs> so, we're very sorry about the misunderstanding. It's our fault for not responding in time. 
We'll make repairs and continue on our way. Thanks for understanding. That's not a problem. Let bygones be bygones and all that. But there's just one more little thing. It's a bit of a drag, really. You see, just before we received your message... A mere seconds, two, three tops. We launched our super anti-intruder attack missiles at you. Yeah, and they can't be turned back. They will destroy you. Utterly. Completely. Mm. The good news is, we'll remember you fondly. We will. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. The, tr the crew tries to escape the missiles, but they can't shake them. Catalina has an idea, but she still can't talk, so she has to try to mime the answer to the crew. <laughs> this was the the biggest stretch I felt like in the episode, like yeah. with what was happening. Yeah. Um, she right before this, she drank Rosie's drink. That earlier in the episode, Rosie like kind of mentioned this drink yeah. to fix her voice, but she didn't want to take it. So she took this drink, but she still can't talk. Um, so it's just this kind of tortured charade scene. Really you know? played out. Yeah. Um, Took, takes a while. Yeah. So the crew tries to understand her, but they can't. But <laughs> meanwhile, uh, are you getting to it? Uh, downstairs, Davenport is kind of freaking oh, out, yes. losing her mind. Yeah. And there's a really funny line here where Bova says the reason... Goddard doesn't want people up there is maybe because they're freaking out and uh, you know Davenport freaks yes, out on Bova like yeah. why do you think that where did Thelma go she was here a minute ago the ship is under attack we all might be dead in a moment why would the commander want to stay down here maybe he thinks some of us will panic and be a distraction why would he think that oh that was your favorite uh... Um, it was pretty funny, funny. They, <laughs> okay. they really they really made no Jin and Pell are I, you may not agree, but I really liked, I, as you've been hearing throughout this episode, yeah. I love their moments, their segments. I think they're really funny. They're good. Like, um, they had me laughing, kind of. Okay. okay. <laughs> their banter. Um, all right. I, I think maybe the maybe the funniest part to me, and it's not that funny, but uh, the ship going crazy and De Davenport uh, falling into the plate oh. of stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah, she her face hit a cake or something. Yeah. Oh, Jin and Pell are funnier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Thelma manages to figure out that Catalina is saying "try." Yeah. And then somehow manages to finish the sentence. Yeah. Oh, that was the funniest part of the episode. Yeah. Actually, I think it was a thirty-eight something like thirty-seven, thirty-eight word charade. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she just flew through it. Right. Like she got it. Um, but right at that moment, right as Thelma figures it out, uh, Catalina gets her voice back. So it's like she could have just waited two more seconds and yes. just told them anyway. So it's a little, little weird. Yeah. So Catalina having her voice back now, um, screams into the system. They have a weird yeah. roundabout way of like sending the scream out to the missiles yeah. so it doesn't hurt the ship. Thelma it's... puts her finger in something, yeah. which I think is almost like a PA type. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Into space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the she diverts the missiles with her scream and they end up exploding. Yeah. Um, and we, we... need some zany graphics yeah, of yeah. the missiles just kind of like <laughs> winging around the ship. Um, so having fixed everything, uh, it's lights out. 
mm-hmm. and Harlan and Catalina are finishing their journal entries, and they each give themselves all the credit yeah. for fixing, for saving the day. That was kind of weird. And they go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Journal of Harlan Van, finishing today's entry. Ah, well, this was a great day because I saved it. Journal of Catalina, finishing today's entry. Well, this was a great day. If it hadn't been for my being at the helm, if it hadn't been for my sonic powers, I'd be dead. We'd be dead. But instead, thanks to me. But instead, thanks to me. We're safe. We're safe. I was kind of hoping the episode would end with Jin and Pell. Um, Some kind of comment yeah. about, like, oh, that didn't go so well. Yeah. Or, yeah, but yeah, um, I'm guessing Mark Hamill had to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, I kind of liked the the last minute journal thing just because it was so weird. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect it, and it doesn't feel like yeah. appropriate for a kids show. Kind of. Yeah. It seems like they should have been like, we all did it together, and, <laughs> but yeah. oh, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so that's the episode. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. Um, so that's the episode in a nutshell, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, like, comparing this especially to Hey Dude, as we watched last week, because I feel like they have some similarities in the way that they're made, and, like, how they look, kind of. I mean, the quality. Um, but it does... This falls a little bit, I think, into the trap of, like, relying on the look of it. Uh, just, like, the the theme of being in space yeah. not too much i mean not as much as i was expecting actually but yeah. a little bit yeah i would know? agree with that like they don't fill quite as much space with uh, little details because it feels like there's already details all over the place right you know? even though one thing i wrote down is that like the rooms just feel too big uh, like it feels like when they're speaking you could tell they're on some kind of sound stage yeah been i i was i didn't specifically think that but i did while I was watching the episode start thinking about them being on set and like yeah. how like thinking about what part where the places on the ship are compared to other places they didn't feel really like uh natural rooms on a ship yeah yeah uh, yeah their bedrooms especially were like um they just felt uncomfortable like that's the idea of this futuristic yeah. <laughs> uh, world is like uncomfortable bedrooms yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, but it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm actually. With you. Yeah, you know? I'm with you. Uh, I liked it a little more than I thought I would. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, okay, well, before we give ratings, let's do a little bios and trivia. Yeah. Hi, this is bios, trivia, ratings, and stray observations. Um. Well, just to start it off, of course. I just want to mention again, Billy Moomy yep. and Mark Hamill. Love um, Very interesting performances, you know. Yeah. You, <laughs> you love them. Chris is going to have to settle this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just felt like very, uh, like, British sci-fi. It, it was clear that these were definitely the most trained actors ah, yeah, on the yeah, show. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, that they had acted before. Yeah. <laughs> Though... I think, um, compared to a lot of, uh, I don't know, compared to the rest of the Nickelodeon shows, like, the kids aren't too bad at acting. No. I mean, they're pretty convincing, Yeah, nobody's nobody's performance stood out to me as distracting. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I, I did take a look at Catalina. Okay. Because I knew she was just super familiar to me. Yeah. Um, her name is Jewel State, and she's been in a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, do you recognize her? Not really. Uh, I didn't know. Well, let me just give you a few of the things she's uh, in. Okay. Um, a kid's show that I kind of remember from back then, uh, Flash Forward. She was like a star in that one. Okay, I think I missed uh, that one. I, I don't remember much about it, but she was also um, in a small part on an X Files episode. Oh, you know which? I do not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's also been in Serenity, okay. Stargate Atlantis, and Firefly, all oh, wow big sci-fi yeah. shows. Yeah. Um, as well as Are You Afraid of the Dark, two episodes. Wow. Oh, boy. I'm going to feel embarrassed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the Unfinished Painting. Okay. And that's, that's not a bad one. Oh. No, that's a good one. Yeah. The I mean, paintbrushes. Yeah. Well, and then they're in the gallery. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Watcher's Woods. Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess that does ring a bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was also more recently in Supernatural. That, you know, that yeah, show. I know of it. And I don't know if you know this movie, Cheats. Mm-mm. Oh, it's very good. It's got uh, Martin Starr, oh, I believe. That sounds um, good already. <laughs> the other person I took a look at was Thelma, who's Anik Mattern. Um, her first role was in The Little Bits. I don't know if you know oh, that. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. cartoon? I know yeah, The Little yeah. Bits. <laughs> um, she also did a voice on Tripping the Rift. It was a short-lived sci-fi show. Okay. Animated. Um, she also appeared in Shelby Woo. Ah. And she also appeared in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Wow. And? The Silver Sight. All oh. three parts, apparently. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I try to avoid that, but I guess maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll go back and watch. I think, uh, she, I liked her performance maybe the best of the episode. I oh. mean, even though it was, like, over the top, I thought she really sold oh, it. You mean in Space Cases? Yes. yes yeah, yeah, she's yeah. really good yeah. Um, as kind of a bumbling, ditzy, literal robot. Yeah. Like, yeah. immediately when I saw her, it seemed like, oh, man, she's really, like, committing to yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. There's no, like, wink. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. She's a robot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was good. Cool. Uh, well, as always, I took a look at the director and writer. Uh, the director of this episode is a lady named Ada Hines, I believe. I don't know. Uh, she directed five episodes of Space Cases. Uh, she also worked on a show called Captain Power and the Soldier of the Future. Uh, she directed eight of those. Uh, she directed, in the 80s, uh, the rebooted Twilight Zone. Um, oh. So she directed an episode called There Was an Old Woman. Um, she also directed the kids' cartoon White Fang, uh, four hmm. of those. She directed 12 episodes of the new version of Lassie, oh. <laughs> which I never saw. Uh, and then she was also, a, uh, for a short time, a pretty popular second unit director, so kind of the second build director. Uh, she was the second unit director on Rambo First Blood. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then uh, also on The Dead Zone. Um, the movie or the show? I believe the show. Mm. She worked on some of the okay. show. And then, um, I could be wrong about that, but, and then she worked at, as a second unit director on a bunch of the Twilight Zones, uh, the, the relaunched oh. one. Oh. So cool. she kind of has a little bit of a niche there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think she did pretty much with what she had. I'm yeah. sure a very limited budget. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I think she did a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, this episode was co-written by Bill Mooney, who he's wow. a he's a um, he helped create the show. He's a co-creator of it. 
So he wrote yeah. on a lot of it. Um, and I looked at the other guy. So the other guy is also the co-creator, and he wrote on this episode. His name's Peter David. Um, he wrote 14 episodes of Space Cases. He, appear, he appeared in one episode, which yeah. happens to be called Long Distance Calls. Oh. <laughs> which, if you're a Twilight Zone fan... Yeah. Uh, that's uh, na- pretty close to the name of an episode. Yeah. Uh, he direct uh, wrote two episodes of Babylon Five, hmm. um, but he is—it's hard to describe. But he pretty much is the writer for like all things animated Marvel. Uh. Um, so that includes TV, video games, comics. Um, he just writes for like a lot of the niche Marvel stuff. I—I mm-hmm. uh, I noted he does a lot of um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ultimate and, uh, the Ultimate and Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, he huh. does a lot of that. Avengers, Young Justice. Um, so he seems to have moved on to work for Marvel. Yeah, that's just cool. pretty cool for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so a little bit about hmm. the people behind it. Uh, any trivia? Yeah, I got a couple small <laughs> things. Cool. Um, well, you already mentioned the Beatles. Uh, yeah. Day in the Life reference. But uh, I also Which, caught... That's a stinky episode name. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, it really, I don't see how that has anything to do with the... I mean, it could almost be the name of any episode. It could be. Yeah. I mean, they, like I said, Jin and Pell, Yeah. they're yeah. doing kind of Beatles-type thing, but it's not enough. I, I did get the impression, though, from some of the stuff I was reading, that maybe they're supposed to be like the Blue Meanies from Yellow Submarine, but mm. I've not seen Yellow Submarine, so I don't know <laughs> how well that played you know gotcha um and the other thing is i don't know if you caught this um but there's a moment a couple moments where you can kind of see the robot from lost in space yes (laughs) it's like behind bill moomy when he's talking as the alien yeah you can see parts of it yeah yeah off just slightly off screen yeah yeah. um i thought that was really cool pretty cool Yeah. yeah nice touch very um well i found like a little excerpt from Peter David, the guy I was talking about, wrote wrote the episode, co-creator. Um, so this is, it's on that website, spacecasestv.com, and sometimes he, there's little notes from him. I'm guessing yeah. during the 90s they did it. Yeah. Um, so this is what he said. Uh, a Day in the Life was originally supposed to air second in the series. We wanted to give viewers a feeling for what a typical day aboard the Krista was supposed uh. to be. However, Nickelodeon decided they wanted a more action-heavy uh, episode, the one that ended up being second, called Who Goes the, Who Goes Where, to air second. The major problem with this decision is that several key elements in Who Goes Where, which were to be introduced in A Day in the Life, instead simply just show up unexplained and confusing, including the food wheel and Cat's sonic scream. Um, Cat's scream actually grew out of a throwaway joke in our original on-air pilot, which is the one we watched, uh, Breath of a Salesman. Uh, in which Cat, when Harlan is about to make an unwise bargain with a shady salesman, Cat says, "If you sign that contract, I'll I'll scream." <laughs> Go ahead, says Harlan. Cat promptly uncorks a scream, which shatters glass in the team room. Miss Davenport's reading glasses and prompts a CGI animated constellation labeled "The Dog Star to Howl." <laughs> um, this up ep- this was our first episode with guest stars. With the immortal performances of Bill Mooney and Mark Hamill as Jin and Pell, obviously send-ups of the Beatles. Their names are variations on John and Paul, and the title is from a Beatles song. We were going to have a, we were going to have four, Firma Herma, uh, Firma Herna, 
instead of two in order to make the Beatles para parallel really clear, but it, it was decided that four was somewhat unwieldy <laughs> from a filming circumstance, if nothing else. The Jin and Pell sequences were shot on second unit in LA, filmed by Fox executive and producer Kevin Burns. Kevin also owns the Lost in Space robot, who can be seen <laughs> on the left-hand side, as you uh. said, and the Councils, which were from the Time Tunnel series. Uh. Uh, Mark Hamill has had been promised that shooting would wrap by 4 o'clock that day, but as the day wore on, the 4 o'clock finish became increasingly hopeless. <laughs> Uh, there were outtakes during certain blown scenes of Mark dryly reciting the constantly revised rap time as Kevin calls out cut and Mark says oh yeah four no problem five yeah five's happening yeah we'll be out of here at six six definitely six no sweat very playful uh, there was also um, a very playful musical score during the missile sequence particularly at one point where the missiles are closing in on the Krista and we hear a quick riff of classical funeral dirge mm. So just a couple notes by him. Yeah, kind of interesting. I didn't notice the music too much as I was watching. Me neither. Um, but that's uh, about the uh, details mm -hmm. from this episode. The food wheel's an interesting one. Um, yeah. Maybe one of the only details I remember from a kid just because of how the food looked. Yeah. Like, it was so weird looking. Yeah. Um, but they really didn't introduce it in this episode at all. Like, I could barely tell what they were saying when they mentioned the food wheel. I had to rewind it a couple times. Right. Like, what is it? Yeah. Even if this was supposed to be an introduction to it, it's still kind of yeah. not an introduction. Like, <laughs> maybe they should have shown it, like, right up front. You right. could see it. In, yes. But, okay. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh, stray observations? Yeah. I did want to just mention the CG scenes in mm -hmm. general. Um, I mean, they're pretty good looking <laughs> for the time and considering probably the budget of this show. The planets weren't bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did their job. The sets looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. the, the missiles were... The missiles were the worst part, rough. definitely. Yeah. yeah. But um, it wasn't, like, embarrassingly bad, I don't think. The uh -huh. whole... I mean, on the whole. Yeah. Um... The uh, there's a moment during the theme song where they mention a spatial rip, and like this is what I'm talking about, like where it seems like they're out, they must be <laughs> lost in space, I guess. Yeah. Um, but there's a moment where there's like a tunnel of weird like light, yeah. and it really looks like the Doctor Who tunnel. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I think there was a couple Doctor, a uh, couple series that had a similar tunnel like that, like. Um, way before this started okay so um did you catch any of the uniform colors oh no i thought you might i mean jim pels i did but uh, uh, nobody else you would oh, uh yeah uh, goddard was wearing red like at least red sleeves yeah i noticed that yeah uh jim and pell were red and black i yeah. think uh, i noted here that they kind of look like sergeant pepper type jackets mm. uh mm. But no, I don't think I caught anybody else. Uh, the kids are wearing gray with yellow sleeves. Okay. Uh, Goddard, you mentioned, is gray with red sleeves. Davenport is gray checkered with blue sleeves. Huh. Um, I kind of would have liked a little bit more from the uh, costumes, I think. Uh, the gray. Not, just why was it yeah, gray? I agree. Like a lot of gray. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, did you notice what the chairs in the cafeteria looked like? They're kind of odd. They're bright colored, weren't they? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, kind of. Or the plates were bright colored. Yes, I guess I yeah. wasn't paying attention to the chairs. They're just these blue cubes. Oh. Like, no back. Just, yeah. You know. Futuristic. Yeah. <laughs> We've actually gone backward. I hate, backward. <laughs> I hate so... sitting in chairs with backs. <laughs> um, the, did you notice the ship walls? That was a, that was like, an interesting part about um, it. I, I was just about to say. I mean, weren't most of them kind of like purplish, rockish, like almost? I don't know how to describe it. Um, I thought of it as veiny. I was gonna say veiny, yeah. but I was like, that's not. Maybe that sounds stupid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I did catch from just reading, not from this episode, that the Krista is like a living ship. Oh. So okay. that kind of makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's also finally a moment. Um, between the Fernaherna, where like right at the beginning of the episode, the first line is Bill Mooney's character saying, "Hey, look!" But he says it like, "Hey, Luke." Oh, you know? so it's kind of like yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did check out the theme song. Clocks in at a minute and ten seconds. Wow, that's too long for yeah. a theme song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, the trend nowadays is definitely getting like on HBO longer and longer, which I'm just not in favor of. It depends. I mean, if it's good, mm-hmm. then I'll tolerate it. I didn't mind like the first season of True Detective. I don't mind because the song is really cool. Uh, yes, but uh, the song can really make it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the I don't know if you've seen this, but the Game of Thrones intro, yeah. very good intro. Just is a really cool looking. It's mm-hmm. long, but it's yeah, a, I get like on the short bit. <laughs> Uh, did you happen to, like, keep track of what the schedule was as it popped up? Man, I caught some of them. Um, no, I mean, uh, let's just hear it. I'll just lay it out. <laughs> 8 to 9 o'clock is wake up. Uh, 9 to 9.30 is breakfast. Uh, 9.30 to 11.30 is class. Um, then from 11 to 12, which doesn't make sense because it was 9.30 to 11.30, but 11 to 12 is free study. Uh, 12 o'clock is lunch. 1230 to 1400 was command post training and then they skipped to 2200 which is lights out yeah, yeah. Um, so rigid schedule uh did you happen to count how many times catalina uses her sonic power screen which oof, i didn't count it's pretty annoying it's cool uh, but it's annoying uh, yeah I mean, it's okay, I it's a, guess. It's a, deli- a, it's a delicate balance. <laughs> it almost seems like she doesn't really need as much going on with her as she does, has. Yeah. Like, she has the scream and this invisible person that's with her all Susie. the time. Susie, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I'll guess four. Uh, she let out eight screams wow. in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I mean, they're prolonged, too. Yeah. Did, she, did you happen to see what she said? If you get a really good scream, what you could do with it? Like top of a building, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Um, how does Thelma wake up Bova? Really interesting. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I don't even remember her doing that. Like well, seeing Bova in that scene. Well, that's her first like schedule uh, uh, thing. So she wakes up everybody, but Bova, yeah. she uses um, jumpstart cables oh. <laughs> on his an- on his antennas. Oh. Yeah. Man, miss that. Totally. It's really, really strange. <laughs> Uh, she wakes up Harlan with a feather. Also strange. Um, did you happen to catch which two characters kind of have some conflict? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harlan and uh, Radu. Or... Yeah, Harlan and Radu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that... yeah it, 
I don't know what their problem is. It seems like Radu's race maybe had like a war with Harlan's or something. Yeah, some so point. so Radu is Andromedan and his race is who killed his father. Uh, so yeah, I yeah. think Harlan's kind of yeah. doesn't like that mm-hmm. species. Um, and then finally, during the first charades, uh, when they actually solve it, of course the answer was Thelma, but did you do you remember what her clues were? thought they were a real stretch <laughs> you mean catalina's clues i'm sorry yeah catalina's clues um i mean no i i just <laughs> i thought it was just moving her hands around the, the first one was sounds like smell sounds like smell. she kept going to oh, her nose oh. and then the second one was ha which would be smell ha but they get thelma from it and it's <laughs> a, i like i said a real stretch <laughs> huh. yeah i didn't notice hmm. yeah all right. Interesting. Um, before we move on from Stray Observations, just want to note that, I don't know if you've ever seen this show, but it really reminds me of this British sci-fi show called Lex. Mm-mm. It's like a, it's got a lot of similar um, things about it, like the look of the sh- inside of the ship and even the kind of budget look of it. Um, yeah. And also the CGI scenes are like similarly like questionable was it um, from the same time period man i i want to say lex came out after actually but oh <laughs> but i i can't say that for sure um but it's and their ship in lex is also a living thing it's just kind of kind of similar interesting okay um well let's take a look at ratings uh this episode has an 8.2 out of 10 on imdb wow pretty high man that's yeah. insanely high it seems like uh are we ready for this yeah it has a 9.8 out of 10 on tv.com oh what was that one what, rating no no it had like a, a healthy enough amount that it wasn't wow like like stupid. almost perfection yeah from this i think it's considered a pretty good one i mean it's decent but yeah um <laughs> so out of five what did you give a day in the life man this is tough but especially I, having with little experience with the yeah, show it's tougher yeah. yeah um i finally gave it a three okay i thought that it was a little better than just totally middle of the road like i thought the like structure of the story was pretty good all the characters were pretty good and the acting was good um yeah. the only Some of the details in the story were a little questionable, um, and I could have used a little bit more, maybe, like, lighter moments, like, comedic moments. It just seemed like the ones that they had didn't quite hit well enough. They could have done a little more there, I thought, but... Yeah. I I don't know. That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, I gave it a 3.5. I liked it. I, as as we maybe differ here, I really like Jin and Pell. <laughs> uh, was always kind of chuckling when they were on screen, uh, but I I was just kind of shocked by my reaction to it because I totally once I did the first viewing I was was happy to watch it again mm. and I actually think I liked it more the second time, uh, which is a good sign. Um, so I just was kind of shocked by it. Yeah. Um, you know. I'm not sure that I didn't like Jin and Pell, actually. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, I think what bothered me about them was the static place that they were in. Just sitting behind that console, like, (laughs) that, you know, nothing's happening in that ship. It looks kind of like a back room somewhere. And we know here that it's a second unit out in L.A. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. 
I, I don't know, though. I thought the council room, like, there was a lot of blinking lights. I know that sounds <laughs> stupid, but <laughs> but it, it seemed busy behind them. It was them. full. Yeah. Could have um, been worse. <laughs> but I don't know. Their banter to me was playful yeah. enough that I enjoyed it. I, mostly the 3.5 is the fact that I really didn't have a lot of basis for the show, but the fact that I wouldn't mind continuing to watch it is a good sign for yeah, the show. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, so, yeah, uh, pretty pretty decent overall yes i agree i'm i am ready to watch another i mean i'm prepared to (laughs) in the future at some point yeah uh okay so those are the ratings let's do are you afraid to name the episode episode? i called this one off schedule (laughs) i like it i would like it if it was off I oh, can't yeah, even yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Off schedule. Schedule. <laughs> yeah. Schedule. Off schedule. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, well, I decided to stick with the Beatles uh, like if they really mm-hmm. wanted to play on the Beatles here. So I called it what I thought would be more apt, Twist and Shout. Because of uh, her shouting. Yeah, yeah. Catalog. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, pretty good. Okay. <laughs> it make, definitely makes more sense than what they went with. Oh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> well, I was, like, kind of going through the Beatles songs. I'm like, yeah, at least they're shouting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay. Uh, some YouTube comments? Yeah. All right. What would YouTube comments do? Got a couple that I like here. Um, Ms. Erica said, I lived this show when I was little. It was so corny that I thought I wasn't watching the right show for a couple minutes. <laughs> and Omni Shambles said, oh man, it even has the VHS artifacts. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was a good Just feeling. Just those nice touches. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, those are always good. Um, we're going to try to give our buddy Chris a call, uh, see what he yeah. thought should be interesting. <laughs> uh, so it's time for a new segment of Call That. Hello. Hello. What's up? How's it going? Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you guys as well. (laughs) Did you uh, watch this Space Cases episode? Uh, I did. I did. (laughs) Are you proud of me? Oh, don't even. Don't even. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am proud of you. I wasn't sure you'd be able to make it through it. Well, I just, I thought I heard a little groan there. (laughs) Uh, no, I made it, I made it through. Nice. Um, it, I, I have thoughts. Um, <laughs> were you, were you familiar with the show at all? You know, um, only, you know, you know, sometimes when you're thinking about your earlier self and you have these things that you can't determine whether they're memories or dreams or inventions, yeah. like it was kind of in that, in that territory for mm. me. Right. I I was I have no conscious memory of ever watching an episode, but as it went along, I'm like, I this feels familiar, even though it, it shouldn't. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I didn't actively watch it, but it it does seem to have hit me in some way. Okay, okay. You know, one thing we've talked about, not necessarily disagree on, <laughs> but I was a real I was a real fan of Jin and Pell, uh, Mark Hamill and Bill Mooney. 
and Andrew would like them, but not as enthusiastically. <laughs> so what did what did uh, you what did you think of those cameos? <laughs> you want to start with that? Yeah, let's start with. I uh, mean, those they're kind of the key well, players. Yeah, I guess they are. Um, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> they uh, well, first of all, when you sent me when you texted me about doing this and you and you said Bill Muni. I just assumed at the time that you act, that you meant to say Bill Murray. And, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't you weren't quite as familiar with Bill Moomy. No, is it Moomy? Moomy, yeah, yeah, Moomy. Oh yeah, it's a cool name, I guess. Um, I mean, that would have been really cool, Mark Hamill oh, and Bill okay. Murray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, so yeah, let's start with them. Um. I, I all, okay, so I will come to the saying that I think Mark Hamill is um, is a is a bad actor, like objectively. Uh, well, I think subjectively. Uh, and and maybe even more annoying is like a as a person who's aware of himself being Mark Hamill than hmm. as an actor, and like you could tell from the very first moment of that dialogue between them that like oh he is still excited for you the the adult watching with the child to know that he is who he is and he's like performing only under the guise of you understanding who he is i think they're wearing enough makeup that i'm not even sure you could tell who he was well what's the first line of the of the of their dialogue (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, andrew pointed that out yeah (laughs) Yeah, calls him Luke. Um, <laughs> in the background, a little trivia, I don't know if you guys got to this, is a bunch of, like, the, the sort of background stuff is a bunch of, like, foraged, uh, lost in space stuff, including, like, the robot or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Bill Moomy was on. Um, right, and no, I, I get it. I looked him up. I did my <laughs> think so most overrated <laughs> album ever only because like every list of the of some critics best beatles albums always has sergeant pepper as number one oh. and i feel like i, I see a lot of like uh revolver yeah. and white album oh those are no question better albums Rubber <laughs> Soul even is a better album oh yeah Rubber Soul's great. Is a better album. what's your abbey what? road is probably the best of all of them what's your favorite oh, but, abbey road's your favorite I I actually Revolver is my favorite, which I recognize is like that's just my subjective kind of opinion. Uh-huh. I think Abbey Road might be the best, uh-huh. but Revolver Revolver is my favorite. Interesting. Okay, Andrew, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite Beatles? I guess the White Album. Okay, I I, I go Rubber. Um, I've always gone Rubber Soul. Hmm. 
yeah, Rubber Soul is in is probably my third, and I and I will say that I think Sergeant Pepper's might be my least favorite Beatles album. Wow, uh, that, that seems I, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like even I over think, the early stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten back into the early stuff. You can appreciate it for like how they're building harmonies or how you know they're kind of like, oh, I see what he's doing there. Like, there's some little Richard there. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, that George is doing this cool thing on guitar, whereas. Sergeant Pepper's just feels so full of ego and John or and Paul like trying to be Brian Wilson that like it just doesn't feel like me. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, half, half, half the tracks are skippable. Anyway, um, okay, so I, I turned this on, um, and and I assume that you guys had no better luck than I did finding like a decent stream. Um, you, you guys watch on YouTube? We watch yeah, on YouTube, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it ended up being okay, but that yeah. beginning was rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the first time I started it, I turned it off maybe 14 seconds in, um, wondering if I could do this, wondering if I was going to have to text the guy and say, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, just the very concept of a low-budget that's what I anticipated from Chris. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> like, it's like okay, so the the thing that people most associate with their like wildest imagination. Let's just you know boil this down to like the the budget of a high school Spanish project. <laughs> uh, it has the budget of fifteen, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it and so. That that struck me, that really turned me off at first. It was like, you know, just the idea of a low budget space show feels like like a. a and don't worry, I wrote this joke down. Let's see if it lands. It feels like um, a fuel efficient Hummer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. All right. Okay. I, I like the lead up uh, to the joke, admitting yeah, that you wrote it yeah. first. <laughs> well. Some people rely on the funniness of their jokes, and other people <laughs> rely on the honesty of their presentation. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, so 14 seconds in, I'm like, this show makes me hate space. I don't want to watch it. Um, and, and then when I got to like the Flight of the Concords style dialogue between uh, Jim and Poole, or whatever, however they're supposed to be saying John and Paul, uh, I'm like, man, I, I don't think I can do this. Uh, but, you know, I persevered, as I do, um, and... Do you... Nice are time. you looking for credit for making it through 20 yeah. minutes of a 90s Nick show? Yeah, I was looking for credit. It was... It was, it was a difficult ask. I, I knew that you asked me because you thought that, like... I, I know you guys had this conversation of, like, okay... We can't ask anyone to watch this because it's pretty brutal. Yeah, there's no way. Bre- our friend. Yeah, Brett would not do yeah. it. Alan's not going to do it. <laughs> okay, so let, let me let me turn this around. All right. So I finished watching it, and and like honestly, I kind of enjoyed it. Oh. I don't know. I don't know why I enjoyed it. Yeah. I like the first second I saw the robot Rosie. Is that her name? Thelma. Uh, Thelma. I I thought that I was just gonna never think about space again but <laughs> i something about the show 
don't know. It, it, it just... episode, so, okay, I think that there's, okay, so thinking about the theme of this episode, it's called A Day in the Life, which I thought was a stupid title, but, you know, it's a pretty appropriate title. Um, the, the sort of theme about this, like, trying to find this balance between a schedule and, and like, and knowing what's important in the moment, this, like, balance between rigor mm. and being felt uh, kind of deep and, you know, frankly, Heideggerian in, in, in its exploration of, of, of just the, of the importance of being or, like, the, uh, the importance of the present moment of, of living in presentness. Um, and also, you know, having this idea of, like, all this being set against the, the backdrop of the absurdity of evil, you know, like these, these, these totally arbitrary uh, nerds trying to be funny, talking about blowing you up <laughs> over, for no reason. I don't know, I just felt like, whoa, yeah. okay. It, this feels it just kind yeah, it just kind of works. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I think we both kind of walked yeah. away with that. Yeah. Uh, would Ooh. you Would you watch think... another episode? Have you already watched uh, another episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've not watched another episode. I think I would. Man, I'm I've got um, this cocktail and it it tastes delicious. It is a real treat. Would you get um, a cocktail? Oh, like a, you know, yeah. Um, You're washing down space cases. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it tastes like key lime pie. It's delicious. Hmm. Um, okay, so uh, a few kind of straight observations after saying I enjoyed it. Uh, one, the gender roles thing does not age well. Hmm. We have like, yeah, the dudes, all the guys on, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And also having like the I don't remember her name, but like the the woman in charge being kind of like a drag for making them yeah. want to better themselves as human <laughs> beings or aliens or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, as a teacher, uh, I found that assignment that she gave them really great. Like, yeah. okay, it, like just to take a journal and just let me know what you think is an important thought that you have during the day and like reflect on it. And like, maybe that'll tell something about who you are and what you want. Like I, I can't imagine something less burdensome and more open to just how individuals live their lives and what they like than that kind of assignment. And it was framed as like this terrible burden. <laughs> well, God, uh, Goddard's got a ship to run. <laughs> least believable, uh, captain i think of any space you know yeah, we, we didn't really get into him but i kind of agree with yeah. that he's not a very believable captain i got and, the impression that and, she's uh, supposed to be the captain mm. but then it, yeah, it yeah. kind of falls apart during that episode um i mean i get that the black ranger guy i'm, I'm guessing this is after power rangers that, yeah uh, oh yeah it's three years so after i immediately I immediately recognize him as the Black Ranger, mm. and I feel like he's maybe the star of the show. But yeah, it kind of uh, seems like that. He just seemed utterly unnecessary to this particular episode, and to the point where it, my biggest issue with the episode is the ending, um, where it just is like he's talking about how he saved the day, and wrote is that Ramsey? Who's the cool Catal- Catalina? 
channel yet. Why do I? I wrote down the word Rosie and have it circled. Rosie is the uh, Rosie's the purple girl, like the pinkish purple oh, girl. Oh yeah, I like her. <laughs> I like her. Yeah, she's got some uh, sauce. You know, she's kind of saucy. Yeah. yeah, she's got some sausage. Um, <laughs> so, the I, I liked her a lot, but but Power Ranger dude, like. I get that he's there as a four. I liked all the characters pretty much besides him, even though he's like the star. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean he's the human. You know yeah. what I mean? He's kind of he's holding it down for the humans. <laughs> Wait, is he the only human? Uh, well, the captains yeah, Goddard, or whatever. Goddard, I think is, and maybe Davenport, but uh, all the like, other kids yeah, are yeah. all the other kids are something else. Uh, um, I Catalina's from Saturn, one of the moons of Saturn. Uh, Rosie is from Mercury. And Radu well, is Radu is from Andromeda. Okay, yeah, Radu, not into him. Uh, <laughs> I was into. What about the What about the like Lord of the Rings looking dude? That's Radu. That's Radu yeah. You're thinking. You're thinking. Oh, no. you're, you're thinking of Bova with the antennas. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't like him. I don't really like him. I, I liked his first scene where the robot wakes wakes him up, and he's like, "Oh, thanks. Sometimes I need to be recharged. I don't. I found that charming, but yeah." Um, but I like the Radu, I guess. The, <laughs> I like him. Yeah. Um, it makes sense to me now after watching the episode that knowing that the creator of the episode was the Lost of Space guy because mm-hmm. no one else would allow this show to exist on such a small budget. <laughs> yeah. Like, one of my favorite moments of just like trying to get away with, you know, saving some money is that the first missiles that were sent in the episode are exactly the same as the second supposedly much stronger and much, you know, crazier intense missiles. It's the exact same, like, computer animation of missiles. Yes. The same thing. I did like that uh, that one moment of talking about how much the missiles cost. <laughs> I did enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well... I just don't. I think I was. I, I did like that movie, but I think I would like it more if they if they played into the joke that like we're actually going to just show the same exact computer animation we paid some like twelfth grader in Iowa to make yeah. for free. Uh, yeah, I mean they were definitely working with a budget. <laughs> Um, well, uh, well, yeah. It seems like we have a lot of the same takeaways. Yeah. I mean, anything else you were thinking about it? Song. What about it? Well, we, yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's my new Ferguson. I don't know if I had it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it, re- it reminded me of those like whack songs we used to sing in fifth grade choir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it it's, it sucks for two very distinct reasons. One, like the actual composition of it sounds like just something that appeals to no one um uh, it appeals to it, it appealed to vince <laughs> to, to vince yeah vince had it in his uh in his uh, uh he wrote us he wrote us an email that we read earlier where he noted liking the theme song okay well that, i guess that brings me to another point um which is how scary it is when you encroach on someone else's nostalgia. I mean, this is true of mm. Cat Dog, too. 
um, when you encroach on someone else's nostalgia that's not yours and you see that thing baldly for like how objectively unartful it is and <laughs> and then and then and then you have your Vince's whose opinions you respect Vince right I, I respect yeah your your takes he's clearly a smart dude he's a thoughtful dude but like when when you have when you don't share the same nostalgia as someone it makes you feel really weird about your own nostalgia <laughs> like, right yeah yeah, it has because, biases. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, like you build these biases, but the thing about that feeling of that warmness you have for your past is that you're utterly unable to see that to see how to see that your enjoyment of that thing is tied to a particular context a lot mm. of the time. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. It makes I, sense. I mean, that's an objectively terrible theme song. <laughs> both in terms of it's it's too long. In, in the song itself and the way that it just like so lazily retells the, the yeah. narrative of what's going on. Yeah. Like it's I've said since it, day one that any song that any theme song that it's objective is just to describe <laughs> the plot of the show, I think is not uh it's just not good. Absolutely. But 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 at the same time, like I, I get like I like thinking that some of the listeners that I now kind of know that I can kind of respect where they're coming from, that like someone like this could be like, I love this, uh, <laughs> which which it just shows the the lure of of the of that fuzzy warm nostalgia, and I'm like, what am I like? Yeah, what are my blind spots? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. did we get a rating? Oh, yeah, uh, so if you had to give this thing a rating. Uh, this is tough, because I had one in my head, but then I forgot how much I hated the ending. The ending just was a complete space crash. I didn't like that either, um, yeah. I'm going to say 3.9. Wow, 3.9. Mm. That's you know that's close okay. to a 4. Yeah. <laughs> it's close to a 4, because the, the surprise and my enjoyment of this episode... After, I mean, seriously turning it off twice before a minute into the show, thinking I could do it. And I think it is impressive. Like, they, yeah. like whoever was the actual, whoever was actually in charge of making the show, I think did a very good job with a totally messy concept, a low budget, and, like, not much direction. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. So, like, some... Someone involved in the making of that show, I respect a great deal. Yeah. And I, I'm, give, I'm giving them a 3.9. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, did you, I know we didn't ask you to, did you have any uh, alternative episode name or no? I'm just going to go with, I'm going to go with the joke that I wrote down because it's right in front of me. Fuel efficient Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll 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 put it up. Uh, see what, see what the people yeah. like. <laughs> did you did you guys talk about that mix flat thing? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we talked about the streaming a oh, little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You both are like down on it. Yeah, I think it's a uh, you know, I there's obviously a an audience for it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I hear. I was very excited about this last night. And texted both Andrew and Joey about it, and they. They made me feel less excited about it, but I think that. <laughs> I know. Let's let's be clear. Let's 
let's be clear. You texted saying, hey, maybe you guys could get a show. <laughs> and I, yeah. said, I said I'd rather jump off a cliff. <laughs> well, that, that's right. So, so we're excited. So Joey made the segue for me. So Big Orch Couch listeners, if you're, if you're into this VRV mixed flat thing, you know, it's clearly a work in progress because their website is just absolutely terrible. <laughs> uh, and maybe you can, you know, use Twitter or however people influence people to maybe tell them about the big orange couch and see if, you, if they might, you know, uh, I'll get them involved with this VNV thing because um, uh, the, the channel is going to need a little work. But, but it's, got, it's got some promise. There's, there's, uh, there's documentaries. Yeah. On DRV. Yeah. Although the first one listed is called World War A Aliens Invade Earth. <laughs> you don't think that's a documentary? Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. But there's also, there's also lots of anime, including the rough yeah. stuff for Andrew. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, uh, shows for gamers. Yeah. Uh, which I assume is just people watching other people play video games. Mm. Um, and something I do like about VRV is that they, when you sign up for it, they kind of give you a nickname in case you don't want to make one yourself. Did you sign up? Yeah, I signed up. Can I tell you guys my nickname that they gave me? Oh, please Pretty do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please do. Okay, it's Gravy Durian. <laughs> Gravy Durian? Yeah, Durian is like a really smelly yeah. fruit that <laughs> is involved in like expensive smoothies. <laughs> I yeah. signed up, but I don't remember. Are you paying, or did you just do free? I do free. I'm not. I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> I signed up too for free, but I. I don't. I guess maybe I just wasn't looking. I don't know. Well, I'll. I'll. Uh, did I'll you talk about. I'll well, have to get back you, to you. Did you list all the shows? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna read them then. All right. Okay, ready? Yeah. Yeah. Wild thornberries. All that. Cat Dog, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Ah Real Monsters, Kablam, King and Kel, Rocco, Chalk Zone, whatever the hell that is, <laughs> Doug, Angry Beavers, Are You Afraid of the Dark, Clearest Explains It All, uh, Double Dare 2000, Gut, Hey Dude, Nick Arcade, Salute Your Shorts, The Amanda Show, and the mystery files of Shelby Woo. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Shelby Woo might be on the horizon this we'll year. Yeah. Oh great! Yeah, <laughs> for that. As everybody just turned off their <laughs> the podcast. Um, yeah, I okay. mean it's I, I know got, it's a solid lineup. Yeah. Um, but uh, real quick, um, the the uh, Mitchell Kriegman interview was great. Oh, oh, cool! Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, we and like- I don't think enough people have. I've mentioned that. It was really, really good. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, um, we get the least amount of feedback on interviews, which is yeah. interesting, but I which guess it makes make, sense. I don't know. doesn't make any sense. If, if you haven't listened to that one, listeners, go listen to it. Um, I thought of all the people who were going to be, that was my favorite one for sure. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, yeah. And uh, one last thing. I, I stumbled upon this last night. Um, Complex Magazine's uh, top 14 snick shows of all time. Are you guys familiar with this list? No. no. Space okay. Cases, number one. <laughs> Space Cases was not number 14. They had 14 shows list, 
listen. Oh, uh, it didn't make the top 14? It did make the top 14. Oh, good. Oh, okay, wow. okay, okay, okay. I'm saying, are you afraid of the dark for number one and roundhouse for number 14? That you're, you're correct on number one, but they love roundhouse and uh-huh. at number 10. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> what was 14? Kablam. Oh, huh. wow, they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, Kablam, Animorphs, Alan Strange, Space Cases, Roundhouse, Shelby Woo, Rugrat, wow. Alex Mack, Ren and Simpy, Pete and Pete, Clarissa, Keen and Kel, all that. Are you ready to Hmm. All that's too Interesting. high. <laughs> much, much too high. Keenan and Kel's too high. What was number nine? That seemed really low. Uh, the mystery files of Shelby Wood. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> never mind. I must have noted it because it seems so high. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're thinking of Rugrats. Rugrats is number eight. Oh yeah, yeah. that seems. Yeah. yeah, but the stuff you named after it's really good. So, yeah. but I know. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's a terrible list because while all of that and Keenan and Kel aren't. As good as say Pete and Pete or Clarissa explains it all, I think that they were like absolutely central to like the feeling of yeah and the success of Snake. So yeah. I really get that. I think yeah. it's a pretty good list, honestly. Yeah, uh, not bad not at all. Bad. Interesting. Um, yeah, I guess I I know technically Pete and Pete sh- is considered a Snake show. I just I always think yeah, about it as a Sunday show. Yeah, um, I agree. So, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, that that that's interesting. You said what magazine is that? Complex. Cool. Complex. Check that out. Cool. Well, thanks for giving me a call, you guys, and <laughs> letting me talk without breathing. <laughs> thanks for calling in. Yeah. Your opinions are always great. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I do. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy that cocktail. Oh, it's delicious. It tastes like <laughs> pie, but alcohol. Nice. And, but, like, in an adult way, not like, uh, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Not in the kid alcoholic way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm an adult, and I and I just referenced Heidegger on uh, in, in my synopsis of space cases. So yeah, that's. I think that just speaks for itself. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm color me impressed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'll see you soon. All right. Yep. Sounds see good. See ya. All right. Bye. Well, that was Chris. Yep. <laughs> Always an interesting take. Yeah. A little Beatles, a little Space yeah. Cases, a little... Yeah, I'm a little really always surprised by what he has to say. I always think that the great stuff he has a much lower opinion of than I do, and then the stuff that I think he's really going to hate, he ends up liking. Yeah. You know, like, oh. Kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, uh, before we go, like I said, we had a couple more emails, uh, yeah. non-space cases yeah. related. Uh, so the first one's from Justin on Killer Ernst. Mm. Uh, he said, hey dudes, I'm glad that I wasn't the only one who struggled through some terrible quality of this Hey Dude episode. I could make out details in the visuals and the writing was backwards. Uh, I don't remember ever seeing the episode before today. I also didn't know Captain Lou Albino was ever on a Nickelodeon show, which mm. is cool to me. 
I've been a professional wrestling fan for over 30 years, and I'm pretty sure the triple hand reversal is not a real thing. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Just one of the many jokes that fall flat in this series. Mm. Observations. I haven't gone back to watch episodes of Hey Dude other than the ones you guys have discussed, but after this, I'm wondering how many episodes they are trying to not lose or save the ranch. <laughs> Seems reoccurring. Uh, while watching, it caught me off guard that Captain Lou was saying about what he was saying about meeting with his opponents before the match to go over what they were going to do. Lou was an old school guy and they did whatever they could and would even fight people outside of their world for questioning the legitimacy of the sport even up into the 90s. Uh, this was slightly after the February 10th, 1989 court hearing where Vince, Vince McMahon admitted to the court that wrestling was, quote, predetermined entertainment in his successful attempt to separate WWF from the Athletic Commission as far as costs and regulations go. Uh, hmm. um, he says, I love the WWF Hasbro action figure commercial you played. Those are all my fa those are my all-time favorite commercials, and the one you played was the best one. Uh, he gave Killer Earns three Krebs stars. Uh, hmm. I think Jason also gave it three. Yeah. This episode wasn't good. <laughs> I'm not sure that going back any of them were that good. They, they're all right, and I enjoy them for what they are. The only reason I give this three stars is because Captain Lou is so good at his character and such a pro. Uh, he gives this episode an alternative name of No Holds Barred at Bar None, hmm. which is pretty good. Uh, and he also had an alternative name for um, Heatwave that we forgot to mention, oh. uh, which was really good. Uh, he said the episode should have been called Baby It's Hot Outside. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is good. Uh, and then also we got a suggestion on Killer Ernst. Um, someone said, and I like, this is another really good one. Um, from We View Yasha and Other Tales. They said the follow-up episode could be entitled killer instinct <laughs> <laughs> that is great yeah very good uh so thank you justin always great to hear from you this one's from bob he says hello gut buckets i wrote your eyes off Does that <laughs> twist of phrase work in my last email so i'll keep this one short and sweet i remembered the killer inst episode because of captain lou what I remember about it specifically is being really, really put off and uncomfortable by Ernst acting like a small child <laughs> and calling for his mother as a hairy 300-pound sweat hog of a man chased him around a wrestling ring. <laughs> Great episode. You guys and Jason killed it again. I laughed the whole time. Can't wait for Magnum Ernst. <laughs> P.S. I don't like the idea of being in a feud with you, Joey. <laughs> I'd like to squash this beef. For the record, I have no actual beef. Uh, Keep up the great work, blowholes, Bob. Yeah. All right, Thanks, Bob. All right, Bob. Nice. Beef, beef yeah. has been squashed. <laughs> we're on talk. Nice. We're on good terms again, Bob. <laughs> uh, no, of course I could never be mad at Bob. Yeah, who could? Yeah, he's one of our one of our favorites. Uh, but always great to hear from people. Yeah. Killer Ernst was fun. Magnum Ernst oh, man. will also be great. I've been loving these uh, yeah. Ernst episode-centric yeah. episodes. With time running short and Podtober on the horizon, probably November mm, Magnum yeah. Ernst, yeah. Um, I just want to make one mention of your shirt. Did you wear this specifically for Space Case? I didn't. But oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a... Say, Lunar Cycle or... Yeah, you know, uh, a kind of a... Or a like, planet looks of like some Mars, sort. Yeah. but... Okay. I really like space nice. shirts. I have yeah. like constellation shirts and 
There it is, a little tidbit about Joey. Well, <laughs> totally appropriate for today's episode. Yeah. Feel free to send me space shirts. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. You know what's crazy? Uh, space cases is going to be one of our longest episodes wow. ever. Yeah. Um, but uh, good. It was fun yeah. to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is on the horizon for next week? Boy, next week it's Year in Review, 1993. Mm-hmm. You've been waiting for it. <laughs> Here it is. Yep, and Melissa will be joining us for yeah. that episode to chime in. Um, but always fun to have her, yeah. and always fun to talk about Year in Reviews. So that'll be next week. And like I said, Podtober's coming. Yeah. So we're just kind of trying to plan some of the episodes you can look forward to. Uh, in I the am. meantime, if you. <laughs> In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at uh, BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can hear us on Podbean and iTunes. Uh, leave us a review or just click those stars. That's even better. Uh, whatever you want to give us. Um, tell a friend. Tell someone in Alaska. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next episode.